Hey everybody, I'm Mike McDonald. My buddy Jesse Stratton loves some of the cheesiest movies ever made. He spent years telling me about them all, so now I'm finally watching these movies for the very first time. This is our podcast where we break those movies down together. This is the Celluloid Dumpster Fire. Hey everybody, we are talking about the 2015 sci-fi action superhero comedy from Canada film, Turbo Kid. The movie was written and directed before I start saying who did what on this movie. I don't speak French. I don't know French people. Yeah. I have no clue how to say things in French. There's a lot so of I'm, I'm going to butcher every one of these names and I'm sorry. So if you have to put this in the comments, go right ahead, get it off your chest, get it out of the way, and then let's just enjoy this movie. Yeah. Written and directed by a trio of folks, Anouk Whistle, Francois Simard, and Johan Carl Whistle. That's pretty good. Uh, maybe. Uh, for somebody who doesn't speak French, it probably sounds perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I did take one week of French in high school. I just took Latin twice. I took, in addition to English, of course, I studied Spanish and German for several years in school and then decided French is available. I might as well add it to the list of things I can do. And after five days, I said, no, I don't want to learn this. This, this is not fun. <laughs> <laughs> it looks good on paper, though. It looks good on paper, but uh, yeah, I don't know. No idea what the budget for this movie was. It was shown in 31 U.S. theaters and grossed $67,000. Damn. This was six years before the pandemic. Nobody knew there was a pandemic. You can't blame it on the pandemic. It's just a cheesy movie. Yeah, it's good cheese, though. It's like, like wholesome cheese. It's deliberate cheese, which is, I love deliberately cheesy movie. It is yeah. a deliberately cheesy, post-apocalyptic, coming-of-age story with the obligatory climate change message. Oh, and BMX bike. Yeah, imagine if Mad Max was a teenage comic book collector and all the cars were replaced with BMX bikes. This is the movie you're watching. Yeah, pretty much. That's what you get. Yep. Movie stars Monroe Chambers as the kid. Best known for the latest buzz, Degrassi, The Next Generation, and Godsend. Basically a bunch of young adult TV. And Canadian uh, stuff, yeah. Lots of Canadian stuff here. Uh, Laurence Leboeuf as Apple. I know I didn't say that name right. Sorry. Yeah. Um, she appears mainly in French language TV and film. So nothing that I would have seen anywhere. But I really like her in this movie. She's great in this, yeah. She is um, the perfect level of over-the-top quirky. Mm -hmm. And Aaron Jeffrey as Frederick, known for X-Men Origins Wolverine, Wentworth, and a bunch of Canadian TV. Yeah. And I know what you're thinking. Not Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, not Trailer Park Boys. I haven't seen him on that. Unless he was like in the background or something. Yeah. But I, I understand you and me, and I like to think that our audience is very similar to us. And yeah. so when we say Canadian TV, everybody's thinking Trailer Park Boys, because that's the only thing on Canadian TV besides Letterkenny. Yeah. 
that's what that's like your two choices. Yeah. And Michael Ironside as Zeus. Now this um, guy has played every villain ever imagined. Yeah. Best known for his roles in Scanners, Total Recall, Starship Troopers, and Top Gun. Also, uh, he was my favorite character on the the series. Yes. He was the, the ham guy. He was like kind of like a, the badass with, a, with like a heart of gold. I love that show. So the movie opens up with a narration by Aaron Jeffrey explaining how the world fell apart, uh, climate change causing acid rain, and then lots of nuclear war creating a nuclear winter. He does say nuclear winter, but we let him get away with it. It's like 97. Right, right. This is a 2015 film talking about the future, 1997. So this is definitely alternate timeline of what what we were told in the 80s the world was going to be like if things didn't change. Yeah. So this is alternate timeline 1997 after climate change made all the rainfall toxic and war killed off all the vegetation. <laughs> and that's one thing they did a really good job of in this movie. There's one place in this entire movie with uh, any kind of greenery, and that's that's the part that we end up in later in the show, later in the movie. Yeah. The rest of it is all gray and dusty and barren. Gravel everywhere. Everywhere. It's like they yeah. filmed the entire thing in a quarry. It, yeah. And they may well have. They got a lot of stuff that I like. This. Yeah, the, the backdrop that they made for this, most of this movie is outdoors. There's There's very little of it that was on a soundstage. And it's, a really, really good mood for this type of movie. It seems even like more bleak than a boy and his dog. And that, that was like shot in the desert. And, and, and this, like, they got trees and stuff, but yeah, it's mostly like just see a fence or a warehouse. Yeah. It's really bleak, desolate. And one of the things I think that created that mood is, you know, when, when we talk about a boy and his dog, that's a wide open uh, dry lake bed. So you've got nothing to see except dirt and sky. And the way they shot a lot of this, there's not much sky in these films. There's lots of rock walls and uh, steep hills and piles of gravel and rubble. And so it feels really close. It feels kind of closed in, uh, shut off, and, and not very hopeful the way a big open sky makes it feel a little more, a little less hopeless, you know? Oh, he claustrophobic. Exactly. Yeah. So we see a kid picking through trash on the roadside, and there's a lot of trash on this roadside. It's like they took everything that was rejected from American pickers and piled it up on the side of this road. Yeah, it's 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 cluttered all the hell. He finds a Rubik's cube, but he can't make it turn, and it pops out of his hands and rolls across the street. And when he looks over there where it lands, he finally sees. There are three stakes planted in the ground with severed heads on them. So he gets out his little notebook and marks this area off as part of his dangerous should yeah. avoid. They did a really good job on those heads too. Like the little the effects, the gore effects in this movie is like top notch. All like, of the special makeup effects are, and the prosthetic effects, and even the special effects props in this movie are top notch. Yeah. I was kind of thinking, you know, just like our uh, an earlier movie 
the Uncle Peckerhead that maybe this movie's a little too good for our podcast, but Holt, stay with us. You'll see. Yeah. <laughs> but the special effects really are top notch. Uh, then we get our, the kid rides off on his bike and we get our 80s title sequence. Oh, yeah. With BMX stunts. Hell yeah. Backed by Glass Tiger style music performed by Stan Bush. I love the soundtrack to this movie. Hell, I wish I could get it or on something or like vinyl or I don't know, but like it just, it, it goes so well with just like, I don't know, like meditating or something. It's like that empty kind of like space music, but it's like got that retro vibe to it. I may be wrong about this. If I'm right, I'll put a link in the show notes, but I think the soundtrack's on Bandcamp. Oh man. Hell yeah. Back in his, back in the kid's bunker, he's sorting through the stuff that he's found, including a cassette tape. Love any movie with a cassette tape in it. Oh, hell yeah. So he's got an old Walkman, one of the old yellow ones. And he puts the tape in there and starts playing. It's playing the exact same song that we're listening to behind the title sequence in the exact same spot. Just a little bit louder. <laughs> a little bit louder. He's also found some really hard chewing gum that looks like somebody already chewed it. Yeah. But he's okay. You know, he can get it going. Another pink flamingo to add to his pile and some red nail polish to touch up his helmet. He also found one of those pins with the lady on it, the bikini lady, that when you turn the pin upside yeah. down, her bikini yeah. falls off. I, I, I used to have one of those. I did too. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out he didn't care, doesn't actually like chewing gum. It's just to stick up his Turbo Rider poster. Totally did that when I was, I stuck like, up a poster with chewing more than it's once. It's a uh, bubble gum or something. It's it is. After flavor. <laughs> he also makes like a sweet two-headed hammer. Yeah. Hammer thing. And he starts like. Just takes two hammers and duct tapes them together with the heads on opposite ends and practices his uh, turbo rider fighting moves as the batteries in his Walkman die. Bummer. <laughs> but as the music finally cuts off, he realizes that he's got a tripwire alarm that's going off. So he goes back out of his bunker and he finds one of his traps has a rat in it, a giant mutant wrinkly fallout style mole rat it's a horrible ugly terrible it kind of reminds me of the samantran uh rat monkey from that peter jackson movie dead alive yes ugly hairy and gnarly and just just all teeth yeah it's just the nastiest pink it it takes a swipe at him and scratches his face so he kills it with the two-headed hammer that he just made hell yeah Well, next the kid rides into a settlement. Um, We have our typical uh, shot of a wasteland settlement beginning with the entrance and people just milling around selling various items. It looks like everybody here rides bicycles. Uh, There is a bicycle rack out front. And so the kid locks up his bike along with some others there. There's a guard at the door who uh, tries to act real tough to startle him, um, but he doesn't try to stop him as he goes in there. One thing I noticed about this settlement is this kid is afraid of absolutely everybody here, but nobody takes advantage of that. They know he's like just driving out there on his own and stuff, and there's like all these gangs and stuff, but it's like they kind of like let let the kid do his own thing. He comes in, he trades his goods, and he goes back. 
They mess with him a little bit, but nobody tries to hurt him. Yeah. Well, as he walks past the guard, we see the guard has a brand on the back of his hand. Inside the settlement, we see exactly where that brand came from because there's an uh, arm wrestling match about to happen, and the loser gets branded. Yeah, it's like a tough cowboy guy and like a dude wearing a skull for a helmet. Yeah, we got a guy looking like Indiana Jones, and he's got the Clint Eastwood cigar, and his opponent is wearing, yeah, a, a bones on a helmet with a big bird sitting on top. He is the leader of the bird clan. The arm, the Indiana Jones cowboy looking guy is Frederick, the arm wrestler, who we'll, we will find out is quite legendary in these parts. Yeah. So they're going to arm wrestle and the loser gets branded. As the, we see the kid walking past uh, a number of, play, of folks who pick at him a little bit. There's a, there's a transgender uh, person there that messes with him a little bit. A couple other people who... Uh, uh, his head. Like What's he's that? Got, he's got like a basket on his head and like some samurai armor. He's like... He's yeah, like what a, is it with these basket-headed guys? Because there's a bunch of them in this movie. I, I don't know. I think they just they had like some weird ninja armor left over some, from some other movie. And they're like, hey, we got all this stuff. We can use that. That looks like Wasteland, you know? Yeah. After Road Warrior, it's like if you want to make a like a movie, you know, it took place in a wasteland or something. It was like, you know, shoulder pads, like right. And it's like there, that's the wasteland. Yeah, they took a lot of elements from Mortal Kombat in this. Oh yeah, and I think those baskets are a way to evoke a, an Asian feel without showing an Asian person. Yeah, like kind of a martial arts type thing. Right. Like get around that and stuff. I don't know. They look cool and like apocalyptic you know it's like yeah it's a way to hide somebody's face well meanwhile the arm wrestling contest ends with mr bird getting branded he pulls a knife but the knife ends without a single punch being thrown this might have all been for show turns out that frederick and a bird man are our buddies eh. and this was a friendly competition ending with one of them being scarred for life well, the kid is trading off his scavenged junk to the shopkeeper Bagu for a bottle of dirty water and a Turbo Rider comic book. And that yep. is some nasty looking water, too. Yeah, gray. And it, I don't know, it's got like paste in it or something. I don't yeah. know. Reminds me of Elmer's Glue. And he totally shortchanges him, too. Like for what he like traded him and stuff, he's like, you know, he could have gained some more water than that. But it's like, yeah, it's like a dirty. Gatorade bottle full of gray water and like a couple rolls of ration food or something. Yeah, it's like a couple cans of some kind of potted meat or something. Yeah. And a uh, Turbo Rider comic book. Well, the boy leaves and as he's leaving, he's reading his comic book. So he doesn't see uh, the guy in front of him and he bumps into Frederick who threatens him for entering his personal bubble. Yeah, he, he tells the kid about personal space. and Yep. One arm's length away, only family can come into the bubble. Yeah. Well, a guy rides right up to Fred Frederick as soon as that happens. I mean, right up to his shoulder. So apparently this guy's family and tells him that his brother's missing. Tells Frederick that Frederick's brother is missing. So they take off. They all get on their bikes and take off. Every one of them. <laughs> then we cut to a swimming pool blood sport arena. Zeus is watching. Um, he's wearing a bronze mask while he's watching. A guy named Zeus 
is watching the blood sport wearing a mask of Zeus. Yeah. In the pool is Frederick's brother on his knees. And we see Skeletron walk up to him with a big old hammer and just smash his head. Skeletron is an amazing character. He's like the henchman of Zeus. And he says right. he word the entire time. It's all like physical act. He talks with his body, you know. Yeah, so there's your shoulder pads that you were talking about because this is a post-apocalyptic movie. And he has this bronze skull mask on. Oh, man. Um, we never see his face. He's got some cool toys in this movie, though. Oh, yeah. He has a glove that has, like, uh, a circular saw on it. Yeah. That spins and it also shoots. We're going to see a lot of that uh, saw blade uh, glove. You don't give a guy a saw blade glove and expect him not to use it. Exactly. <laughs> so then we cut to the kid. This movie jumps fast, too, but it's not like dizzying pace. It just doesn't waste any time in one spot. Yeah. We cut to the kid sitting on a swing in a park, and he's reading his Turbo Rider comic. Turbo Rider fights robots. Apparently one of the final wars uh, that led to the collapse of humanity was a war between humans and robots. That's an important point that's going to come up again and again through this. Yeah. Well, he gets close to the end of the comic book, and the last bit of dialogue has been ripped out. And that's just a douchey thing to do to any comic book. Yeah, it's like someone cut out an ad or something on the next page, and it's like the last panel, and it's like the last word, and it's like, oh, man. And he's like, he got caught up into it so bad that he's like reading it. And it's like, turns to the next page right there in the corner. He sees the artwork, you know, he sees the guy with his hand up in the air screaming at the guy. He gets no resolution. No, no, just, just so much let down. And then a bit of a jump scare because there's a girl sitting beside him in the swing. Yeah. <laughs> and just scares the crap out of him. She's weird <laughs> as hell too. Asking if he's alone, does he have friends, does he want to play hide-and-seek, and then she just slaps this bracelet on his arm. A friendship bracelet. Yeah. It looks like a really cheap toy watch. He says he's got to go, and she's fine with that. She'll come with him. She just needs to say goodbye to her friend. And we see her walk off behind around the edge of this car, and you can see her talking to somebody, saying, you don't need to worry about me anymore. I'll be okay. I found a new friend. Where the kid goes and looks to see who she's talking to, and it's a long dead corpse. Yeah. It's He's so, been dead a long, long time. It turned into slime. It's gross. It's, it's like the nastiest thing in this movie. One of them. We see a couple more like this. Well, seeing her talk to this dead guy just freaks the kid out, so he just takes off. He's gone. And... That kind of surprises her, but she doesn't seem too upset by it. Uh, maybe this happens to her a lot. Well, the kid runs back to her bunker, or to his bunker, and notices that this bracelet on his arm is blinking. So he gets a pair of wire cutters, and he tries to cut it off, but it zaps the hell out of him and knocks him out. Yeah. From here, we go to Frederick and his posse. One of the men wants to look for the water source instead of fighting Zeus. But Frederick has a plan, and the plan is to take a piss. <laughs> this guy, like, takes this, like, all right, all right. So that's the plan. And so, like, he joins him, like, just standing right there beside him. 
Yeah, but he's inside the personal bubble, and that's not going to work. So he just pushes him off to the side. And they both resume peeing. They're they're both just standing there peeing. And back behind them, you can see this other gang coming up on their bikes, and they just start to killing. They They go to killing. And this was my first laugh out loud moment of this movie. You can hear the sounds of fighting behind them, but Frederick and the other guy are just standing there peeing. Until all of a sudden, blood explodes out of the chest of the other guy. He looks down, there's a spear sticking through him, and he just falls backward, blood and pee spraying upwards. Oh, still going up, yeah. <laughs> That's, you're like, okay, this is going to be that movie. Well, Frederick turns around to face Skeletron, and this is the first time we get to see his buzzsaw fist. Yeah, it's, sweet. it's just like he takes the thing and it starts spinning. And they exchange some words and then like, whoa. Well, then we cut to another, to a flashback. Oh, yeah. And we see the kid and his mom fixing his bike. She gives him a Viewmaster and he's looking through this Viewmaster, seeing pictures of Turbo Rider and dinosaurs. And then everything goes silent and slow motion. You see somebody riding up and then you see his mom scream. And then the kid wakes up and finds this crazy girl in his bunker. Yeah, she bypassed the alarms and found him, tracked him to his, his bunker. And it's like, kind of just standing over him while he waits. And it's like, whoa, whoa, wait. Yeah, she starts going through all of his stuff. She's amazed by all of the stuff that he's amassed here. Says it's like a museum of coolness. She's this super innocent, hyper-enthusiastic child, most. But in a grown woman's body. Well, the kid asks how she found him and she tells him it was the bracelet. So apparently this bracelet is a tracking device. Uh, the kid asks how to take it off and she says, oh, you, you just don't. Don't, yeah. It, it, it. <laughs> it's like that line from the wedding crashers, don't you ever leave me because I'll find you. <laughs> <laughs> Her name is Apple, by the way. And she brought back his uh, Turbo Rider comic that he left at the park. Yeah, because once he saw that body, just kind of dropped it and like got on the bike. Deuces. He got lots of gone and just forgot all about his comic book. But she brought it back because they're friends now. And he says, I don't, I don't even know you. And she says, yeah, you do. We met in the park. <laughs> <laughs> and she introduces herself as Apple. Well, the kid's going scavenging, but Apple can't come because she doesn't have a bike. But he does have pegs that he can put on his bike so that she can ride along with him. And she absolutely loves anything he wants to do. Doesn't matter what it is he wants to do. It's the best thing ever. And she loves it. Yeah. He's, she, he's mentioned something about his manly bubble at oh, one yeah. point because she's standing real, real close to him. He tries to be like the tough guy. you know, And he's like, oh, this is how tough guys act. So he does the personal bubble thing with her. Right. And then the next thing you know, they're on the bike and she's like, man, your personal bubble is so cool. Cause like, she's pretty much grabbing onto him. Yeah. You know, she's standing on the pegs on the back, on the rear axle of the bike. And she's got her hands on his shoulder. And she says, you were right. Your manly bubble is really comfortable. This is where the kid shares the four rules of survival, which turns out to be so many rules more than four. Yeah, he's like, oh, this chick's going to get me killed. She's acting cool. So he starts giving her like 
you know, the lowdown, how he survives so long by himself out here. Yep. There are four rules. Rule number one, always have water. Rule number two, stay within the safe zone. And that's when he shows her the map that he's been drawing in his journal. Rule number three, always have your wheels ready. And rule number four, try to avoid people. And then we cut to the inside an old factory. Zeus is confronting Frederick. He wants Frederick to arm wrestle over flaming blenders, except the flames malfunction. <laughs> and we get kind of a three stooges thing here. The guy's pushing the button and nothing will work. And Zeus is just kind of rolling his eyes. Also, you kind of see where like he's got this whole thing about like doing these weird technological like torture things. Right. He loves to torture people in very elaborate ways. Like some James Bond, like villain stuff, you know, it's like, it's got to be technical with him. It's Was this like, guy a James Bond villain? He might have been. He kind of acts like it. I mean, he was everybody else's villain. Yeah. I mean, he screwed the Highlander up that one time when he went back in time. He did as uh, General Katana. So Frederick agrees to arm wrestle Skeletor over these blenders, but instead he headbutts the bronze mask why and how does that even work how does that do anything besides knock yourself out i don't know and then he sucker punches him shoves a, a guy's face into the blender and then he tries to take a swing at zeus uh, zeus just reaches out and catches his fist there's a bad eye joke here i've kept my eyes on you or always keep your eyes open, something like that. And Frederick says, well, from where I'm standing, I only see one. Because Zeus only has one eye. He's a little vain about it, too. He's got, like, uh, he always wears, like, a coin with, like, a ribbon wrapped around it or something. Yeah, he's got this gold eye patch that's really ornate. It's, it's really kind of, kind of pretty looking. But then, you know, he makes the bad eye joke. So Skeletron cuts his hand off, cuts Frederick's hand off with the uh, buzzsaw glove. It's like straight up, like just knocked it off. Well, apparently Apple caused a fifth rule as we cut back to the kid and Apple. And that fifth rule is no hugging while riding. <laughs> uh, the kid's going to find her a bike and a helmet. They uh, stop at a rusted out car with a corpse inside. The corpse is wearing a helmet. Uh, the kid goes to take it off, but there's a looks like a coral snake crawling through the skeleton's mouth and freaks him out. So Apple just reaches in and rips the head off the off the corpse, shakes the skull out of the helmet and puts the helmet on. Got me a helmet. She's got a helmet. Rule number six, always carry a weapon. And this is another great part of it. Oh, yeah. The kid goes looking around for a weapon. He finds a broken baseball bat. Well, that's not going to do by itself. There has to be more to it. Well, then he finds a little Travelocity gnome and he tapes it to the end of the baseball bat and gives this to Apple. And Apple is just overcome by how incredible this gift is. And she she yeah. holds it up Bruce Campbell style and yells, this is my gnome stick. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like it's a little cement gnome duct tape, like, yeah, baseball bat handle. Pretty much, and she's just gonna go whapping around like it's like I don't know, like a like a like a battle axe or a battle hammer or something. So lit, dude. She's like jumping around and crap. 
Oh, yeah. She's practicing all of her best moves right there in the middle of the street, swinging and, and thrusting and ducking and diving and trying out some pretty uh, powerful tough guy lines as well. <laughs> <laughs> you had enough. Get back here. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the kid is writing something in his journal while she's doing this. She explains to the kid that she's from the other side of the wasteland. Uh, she got out here by following a water hunter. And then they start playing tag. It's just, she is all over the place. There is, there's no predicting this girl. There's no rhyme or reason to what she does. She's just 100% doing one thing until an instant later when she's 100% doing something completely different. Yeah, as soon as something else pops up, she's all over it. Yeah, but whatever she's doing, she's doing it all the way. There are no half steps with it. The game of tag has completely winded the kid, but not Apple for some reason. Though she does pretend to be out of breath. <laughs> well, the kid shows her his view master, and she already knows what dinosaurs are. So I can't impress you with some cool, rare pre-apocalypse knowledge now. That sucks. Yeah. Well, they're sitting there talking, and somebody throws a net over Apple and captures her from behind. The kid jumps on his bike and takes off running. And it's one of those basket-headed people that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, he's like just, they're like there. And like, yeah, it's like at, just out of frame of the camera, you see the net fall. And it's like they didn't see that guy like sneak up. But like earlier when he's like drawing in his, or writing in his book, while they're, she's practicing, you see from like a, a zoom-in scope thing, like someone's been spying on him and stuff. Right. So, like, you knew they were being watched. They didn't. But, yeah, like, you just see the, the net go over. Boom. He's like, oh, crap. You know, it's like, that's how he survives. Is he's a coward. He just runs. He wants to be, like, the tough guy. He wants to be, like, the cowboy. But it's like... He wants to be, but he just isn't there yet. I mean, it's not that he's... Uh, his confidence is not there. Yeah. Well, the basket-headed guy starts chasing after the kid. Uh, the kid wipes out his bike. When he gets up, he's standing on top of a, a trap door, which gives way under him. And yeah, that wipeout, like that stunt where like just because they, I mean, it looks really cool the way they film it. Yeah, they they film it from underneath. He's he's jumping over a, a berm, and they film it from down low. So he's going over the top, and but he just completely wipes out on the landing. Yeah, that's great. Well, the, he falls through a trap door and the basket-headed guy that's chasing him just assumes he's gone. I don't know where he is and gives up immediately. Yeah. Well, the kid finds himself in another bunker and there's one of those plasma balls behind him. And when the kid touches it, it turns on all the lights in the bunker and we hear a message coming from another room. Like a pre-recorded like kind of type thing. Right. The kid makes his way back into this room and there's a corpse sitting in a chair and we see a military figure on the screen explaining that the battle against the robots is going very, very, very badly and that he is the only hope they have left. He has found the rotted out corpse of Turbo Rider. Yes, yeah, the suit and everything. He's got the suit. 
He's got the turbo glove. He's got it all. Here's Turbo Rider right in our midst. It's like some kind of spaceship <laughs> that landed in a rock quarry that was going to go and save the world from robots, but ended up, yeah, crashed. Well, the kid decides we can't let this opportunity go to waste. I'm going to become Turbo Rider. And he drags the corpse of Turbo Rider out and takes the armor off of him. He puts it all on except for the helmet because, well, there was an old skull in the helmet. So I'm going to keep my helmet, but I'll take all of Turbo Rider's armor. Oh, and the glove, too, which still has a little bit of charge to it. It's got like uh, two or three shots, man. Look at that. It's yeah. got like a retro battery look to it. Kind of looks like the power glove, but not really. Right. Yeah, it matches his... Uh, baseball helmet that he wears you know is everything's like a nice red color because i mean he kind of i'm pretty sure that he painted that his helmet to be like turbo rider's helmet uh, i mean it's, it's his hero he collects comics you know so he goes back to where they were to where apple was uh kidnapped and he collects all their loot and then he heads into the danger zone to find apple and there sits the basket head guy he tries to punch the kid with a Mortal Kombat scorpion fist. Just a fist on a big chain just shoots out of his arm at the kid. So the kid blows him up with the turbo glove. Yeah. Oh, man. So Just a laser blast turns him into a big water balloon filled with blood. How many movies have we talked about where like some guy gets a laser on his hand and just like, starts going ape shit? I know. But uh, it, This is the third uh, one now. Yeah, I know. But yeah, he blows this guy apart. Yeah, he blows this guy apart. I mean, just liquefies him right there in the middle of the street. Next, we cut back to the pool arena. We see Frederick, Apple, and some other guy in the pool. Zeus and Skeletor are watching as these three are going to face off against some bad guys with cinder block hammer. Yeah, they they use that a lot. Like that's like their torture devices. If you don't tell me what I want to know, I'm going to hit you in the head with the cinder block hammer. Right. I understand the visual impact of that. Did you ever drop a cinder block on dirt and it just busts into a million pieces? Oh yeah. No, <laughs> I, I, I there were one and like broke it apart. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> but the visual impact is there, especially when it's a cinder block wrapped in chains. Yeah, and it's like a big, like, you know, eight-foot-tall, like, uh, Canadian, kind of looks like, uh, what do you call it, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know, it's a big bird. Yeah, dude. got a burlap I, sack with eye holes over his head. He's a spooky guy, but yeah, no, that's not work, that's not how. Yeah, he is stuff. a scary-looking guy, so they're going to have to fight these guys, but well, the no, kid shows like up. Right, it's like an execution, and then, like, Zeus is like, all right, so anybody, you know, who opposes, you know, whatever. Execution begins, and then the turbo kid he gets up. He's like, "Hey, wait, 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 wait. oh, right. And then that's when it becomes a fight, and that's when it's like, you know, yeah. Zeus asks the kid who he is, and he says he's a superhero. So <laughs> Zeus says, "All right, let's let's see your superpower." All right, kid, so let's the, do it. the kid's gonna shoot Zeus with his glove, but the batteries run dead, and it doesn't do any. So the fight starts. Apple attacks one guy with her gnome stick and just starts beating the crap out of him. Yeah, she takes to it. Uh, Frederick attacks another one, and the third guy that's with him 
Well, he trips over his own feet and stabs himself through the eye. Yeah. As a <laughs> that was that was a bad start for him, you know. And there's no do over from that one either. No. When once the knife pokes out the back of your head, your turn is over. You don't get to roll again. The girl was kicking ass. I don't know what the hell that guy's problem. Is. I don't know. I don't know, but he wasn't really was this the guy that was no, it wasn't the guy that was peeing next to Frederick because he got stabbed. I don't know where this guy came from. I think it was just somebody that they just like they needed three people, you know, because the kid's not there yet. So it's like you're just a background. You're like a shimp. You know, it's like three stooges. They always had like a fake shimp. Yeah. You just put wig on and it's like stand in the background. Right. It's like that. It's like we need a third person, but it's like well the other guy, story wise, is not here yet. So it's like it's just another settler, you know, or something they picked up off the street. Well, one of the goons down in the pool arena, they uh, throws a straight razor frisbee at the kid. Love those straight razor frisbees, man. And the kid just bats it away with his knife. It flies up into the crowd and stabs a guy in the head. The fire hose of blood is is well underway. We, we can't do a movie where people bleed in normal fashion. It has to spray out under high pressure. Yeah, they go full like Evil Dead with the gore. <laughs> the kid swings his machete and slices the top off of a guy's head. And it's just spinning around on top of his head like a top. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, you really got to see this movie. You know, we're going to explain it the best we can. But some of this stuff is like over the top. Like you wouldn't even see in a cartoon. It's like, what the hell's going on here? It is, it is very cartoon. You know, we would expect you to see. First of all, the guy's got a big rusty kukri. Like it looks like a kukri, except it's huge, like a big old machete. And it's rusted. And you can see the edge is rounded on this thing. But it'll slice right through a man's skull, no problem at all. <laughs> yeah, and it's just Solid. it's just spinning like a top as he goes down. Then he takes out his hammer. He throws the hammer at the guy with the the bag over his head and pops him right between the eyes. And now all the enemies are down. The fight's over. We won. Except you didn't, because it's Zeus's game and his rules, and he gets to change them whenever he wants. So he just pulls out a gun and shoots Apple. At this point, the glove charges up, and the kid blows up a goon. He takes a shot at Zeus, but before he can get the shot off, Skeletron shoots a saw blade at him, and it hits his arm and throws his aim off, and he ends up blowing up the juicer didn't tell you about the juicer the reason they have people fighting in the swimming pool arena is because the human body is mostly water and zeus has developed a device that will extract 10 gallons of water from a human corpse they're back, and, yeah they're from the the tank girl thing where it's like they're just gonna steal water from people right well the kid blows up the juicer so no more water supply there this has them all well and truly screwed at this point. But in the confusion, they all manage to get away and decide to all go their separate ways. Frederick goes one way, the kid and Apple go another way, and hopefully somebody survives. Well, Zeus sends Skeletron to find and kill them all. Then we get another flashback to Skeletron and Zeus 
and the kid's parents. And Zeus has two eyes at this point. We just see Skeletron set up a chair for, for Zeus, and Zeus sits down and asks for some water. Next, the kid wakes up. We, we, this flashback to the kid's past is going to take three quarters of the movie to get through the whole thing. Yeah, it keeps on starting and stopping. When it goes back maybe a couple seconds and shows you a different camera angle. But you, you get like the whole net of kind of like origin story to how this kid became a lone survivor in a way. This is his Batman origin story. So now the kid wakes up to find Apple flipping through his journal. She's found a picture that he drew of her while she was practicing with her gnome stick. He uh, apologizes for for not uh, rescuing them, that he thought he could be Turbo Rider. And she says, yeah, maybe you can't be Turbo Rider, but you can definitely be Turbo Kid. And this is where we find out for the first time that Apple's a robot. Yeah. The kid looks and sees where she's been shot, and there are lights blinking in there. Well, this freaks the kid out because robots are supposed to be evil. In all of the Turbo Rider comic books, in all of history, robots have been evil. So his friend, who he actually tried to kiss at one point, can't possibly be a robot, right? She's a robot. She has like... Uh, display like she lifts her sleeve up and there's a display like little Zelda hearts on there. Yeah. She freaks so- up while they're talking and it takes her a minute to come back and she explains that the gunshot knocked out one of her circuits and it's causing her to lose her her Zelda Legend of Zelda Link to the Past hearts. Yeah, she's starting to power down quickly now. Right. Well, they go back and find Bagu who is leaving town. You know, the water supply's gone. Zeus is in a, in a rage. Yeah, it's war mode. It's time to get the heck out of here. He's got a shopping cart full of crap, and he's just leaving town. Right. Well, Apple trades him a bracelet for directions to the robot cemetery so that they can get a part for her. And, and he, he makes that deal. You know, one cheap little bracelet for... Life-saving information, sure, why not? So Turbo Kid and Apple head for the robot cemetery, and she shuts down again. They're riding down the road and talking, and all of a sudden she just freezes up, and the bike falls over on its side and her with it. So they start, they set up camp. Bagu, meanwhile, has a flat tire, and he's doing the pumping thing and cussing thing, trying to air up his bicycle tire. Where the, every time, you know, one pump equals one word. How the hell could this get any worse? Well, he finds out how it could get any worse when he turns around to see Skeletron. He's coming for it. Well, Bagu tries to run. And then we cut to the kid camped out with Apple. Now, the kid is trying to heat up a can of rations. He's built a little campfire. He's burning VHS tapes in a 35 millimeter film canister. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like whatever he's warming up tastes terrible. Yeah. Yeah. You ever uh, leave the burrito in the microwave too long and the plastic wrapper melts to it? Yeah. It's like that, I'm sure. So while he's sitting there eating, Apple powers up again. She has seven and a half hearts left. And no red potions, so you can't get those hearts back. Yeah, no. 
<laughs> he said something to her that like he liked the way she fought, you know, because she kicks ass, you know, and he's like, she you know, does. Hey, you think you can teach me how to be a badass? And she's like, oh, yeah, it's easy. It's like three steps. She gets to be like him where he was trying to teach her how to survive. Now she's, he's, she's got to teach him how to kick ass. Karate kid style. Karate kid style. Uh, strike first, strike hard, show no mercy. And uh, he's like, yeah, I think I got that. And then she punches him in the face, punches him in the throat, and kitches, kicks him in the nuts. <laughs> it was great. So strike first. Don't catch your enemy by surprise. Strike hard. Hit know the vulnerable spots. Eyes, throat, genitals. There you go. Show no mercy. Show no mercy. Yeah. Robot. Great teachers, man. Yeah. I mean, if I had a robot teacher, I probably still would have got my ass beat in junior high school. (laughs) Next, we get a tender moment between the kid and Apple. They're watching the stars. And kid shares a memory from his mom where she explained to him that there are so many stars because every time a person dies, a star is born. And when the apocalypse happened, so many people died that the sky just lit up. So he's old enough to remember, you know, before the apocalypse when there were city lights and street lights and everything and so much light pollution that you couldn't see very many stars. and. After the apocalypse, when all the stars are visible because there are no lights. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the kid decides to try to kiss Apple. And he almost makes it until she pukes on him. (laughs) Turns out she's, she's badly messed up. She's a robot, but she can eat and drink and breathe. Because the closer the illusion is to being a human the more acceptable humans find the robots. Except something's wrong with her right now, so she can't keep food down. Next, we cut to Zeus questioning Bagu. And you mentioned before how he loves to very elaborately torture people. And we get a perfect example of that here. Yeah. Zeus has sliced open Bagu's belly, attached a rope to his intestines, and the other end of that rope is attached to a bicycle tire. And if he doesn't get the information he's asking for, Skeletron is going to start pedaling. <laughs> and Skeletron gives this little like, wave at him and shit. Yeah. Well, uh, Zeus, or Bagu says, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. And he says, yeah, you do. And he shows him the bracelet. He says, okay, okay, okay. They went to the robot cemetery. I said, well, that didn't take nearly as long as I thought it would. He's like, I got this thing set up. Like, we had to go get a, you know. A- yeah. Bagu want- asked Zeus, are you going to help me put my insides back inside? And he says, well, we went to all this trouble to set this thing up. And it was a lot of work. And I kind of want to see it happen. And Skeletron starts pedaling and rips Bagu's guts out. And they show it. They show it. Wrap around the tire at least once. At it's least once. Gross. He's got like 12 and a half feet of intestine in there. Yeah. It, it's pretty gross. It was a well-executed effect, though. Yeah. I'll give it that. I liked it. <laughs> Back to the kid and Apple. Skeletron has found where they're hiding. Uh, he hasn't found them yet. He's investigating a building, and they just happen to be hiding inside this building. Well, they're trying to be as quiet as they can. And Skeletron is a 
about to go look somewhere else when Apple gets down to just one heart left and starts beeping. It's like when your phone goes off in church. <laughs> yeah, it's like, bleep, bleep. See, it's like, I don't know, like in Jurassic Park where the kids are getting chased in the kitchen, you know, and they're like, yeah. they almost make it free and then like a pants drops or something. They're like, ah, shit. Exactly. It's exactly that. Well, they take off running. Skeletron's got two other people with him and they're all pedaling after him as fast as they can. The kid and Apple head to this bridge. Turns out the bridge is a dead end. So Skeletron and his two guys, his two baddies come after him. The kid uses the turbo glove to blow up two of the baddies, just big sprays of blood. He shoots at Skeletron, but Skeletron just ducks out of the way. And now the glove has no charge left. We got to wait for it to recharge. Skeletron gets out his buzzsaw glove and shoots a saw blade directly at Apple and chops her head off. Plain off. Like, yeah, it's, it's a nice cut. Gone. The kid catches her head and jumps off the bridge into poison gas. I like that effect they do on this area, this area irritated area yeah like there's green smoke over everything and it's uh, the music gets all like mystical and they get those like little dust motes flying around and that's yeah after stranger things like put dust motes to make things seem eerie you know and it's like oh yeah and that it works. works here it works here and it's hard to tell is this poison gas causing him to hallucinate and that's why he's seeing all these t-rex statues or are there really a bunch of T-Rex statues here? We don't know, and we're never going to find out. Yeah. It looks like, I don't know, like, yeah, some, I don't know, like the Joker let loose a bunch of poisonous gas in the La Brea tar pits or something. Because every couple of feet, there's just like a dinosaur statue in the moment. Like, what the hell is this? And they jump cut. They show a bunch of stuff to make you feel, uh, you know, dizzy, like losing, you know, kind of like. Uh, yeah, there's some wobble oh, right? cam in here. Yeah. But he dropped his glove, too. In that. He did drop his glove. The camera camera looks back behind him, and, and there's his glove laying on the ground. But he doesn't know that. He's just wandering off with Apple's head, trying to find a robot body for her. Well, he does eventually find a body. Um, yeah, it's like a he gets robot through body. the gas and, and into the, uh, an area with clear air, and there's just a pile of robot bodies. The kid finds one of them that doesn't have a head and he duct tapes Apple's head onto it because that's totally how electronics works. It works in Star Trek. Okay, it did, <laughs> did work in Star Trek. The kid duct tapes Apple's head onto a robot body, but she won't power on. And then we jump back to the flashback again. Zeus has asked the kid's parents for a cup of water. His mom doesn't want to, but his dad has got this. He gives... Zeus, a cup of water from a barrel of water that they had hidden under a scrap of tarp. Zeus drinks it, and then he pours it out on the ground and says, where'd you get the water? Because all of this is my land, and if you took something from my land that's technically stealing, it's absolutely stealing. Why are you saying it's technically stealing? If you come into my house and pocket one of my things, you didn't technically steal it, but nerds wrote this, so it's technically stealing. Yeah. Skeletron grabs the kid's dad and he's going to drown him in the rain barrel. Yeah, he just starts drowning his ass. Well, it's more of torturing. 
you know, you don't know if he's going to actually drown it. But yeah, Zeus says something's like, you know. Yeah. So Skeletron, Skeletron uh, is drowning his dad. His mom comes around with a hammer and just beans Skeletron in the face. But it's just a metal mass, so it doesn't actually. Yeah. And Zeus does say that drowning in water is a luxury few people can afford. Then I'm not, I'm not sure what happens next, but I know the kid's mom shows up behind Zeus all of a sudden. Yeah, she has, uh, she, when uh, the kid, or when he says that to the dad, he's about to hit him with the, the golf club. She comes around with the, the crossbow. That's right. She's, he's going to hit her, hit him with the golf club. Well, she, she hollers and gets Zeus's attention. Zeus spins around and she shoots the crossbow. And that's how Zeus lost his eye. The kid's mom shot him in the eye with a crossbow. It's not enough to kill him, though, because no. uh, Skeletron fires a saw blade at her, hits her right in the chest. Then the kid's dad is up again, and Skeletron turns around with his buzzsaw glove and just carves an X into the dad's chest. He's dead now. He falls apart, like in those samurai movies where like, they run through the hallway with a yeah. sword, and then like, they put the sword away and then like they just fall apart his yep. dad does those exactly like that yeah zeus walks over to the kid's mom with his golf club and you know when before she shot him in the eye with the crossbow zeus said that he admires her spirit but her story's about to end she says well then let's make it memorable and she shoots him in the eye that didn't work out, and now she's laying on the ground with a saw blade in her chest. She's still kind of alive, but Zeus takes the golf club and a great big swing at her head, and the kid wakes up on a bike. He and Frederick's sidecar. Frederick has found him. Frederick was in the cemetery getting himself a new robot hand. Also, man, like I love that little thing with the sidecar. Like, that's how it like it's a bicycle to sidecar. Yes. It looks really silly, but yeah, he's in the sidecar. He just wakes up and like he explains, like, hey, yeah, I found you. And we never see this actually happen, but Frederick has a bicycle with a sidecar and a brother who has been captured. So we can only assume that his brother used to ride in that sidecar. And now the kid is in that sidecar. Yeah. So the kid is family now. He can enter the personal bubble. Also, while he was in the cemetery, Frederick found a bomb. A oh, very yeah. colorful bomb, the Turbo Mega Blaster. And it's got a timer on it. And they're going to go find Zeus and blow him up. Well, they're bomb riding. Like a damn cartoon. What's that? That cartoon bomb, like bomb is like just so much like what a kid would draw, you know? Oh, yeah, it's very colorful. It's got red and yellow stripes all down it. It's it's very colorful, almost like it's got a bullseye on the end. Yeah, it's like a scuba tank repainted. And then like they got even like the cartoony <laughs> little box with the little wire. Right. It does have a timer on it with big red LED numbers because <laughs> that's how timers are supposed to work. Oh, yeah. How, how else would it tell what time it is? Well, they round a corner and there sits Skeletron. Frederick arms the timer on the bomb and tells the kid just to play it cool. We also see the kid's bracelet start beeping at this point. And we cut back to the robot cemetery to see Apple is powering on. Yeah. Her um, new body's like, you know, 
I accepted her head. So like, it just took it a while to reset. Yeah, exactly. And she is out to find her new best friend. But remember rule number one, and she goes back to get her weapon, which is now a unicorn head. <laughs> no, that, that's her bike. She has like a weird unicorn on the front of her bike. Yeah. She still has the gnome stick, I think. But yeah, okay. she, has, she has like this, like, I don't know, it's like a toy unicorn bike, but it's really sharp. Yeah, she puts this unicorn head on the front of her bike. Zeus has shown up now with Skeletron, and he's going to watch as his band of goons kills Frederick and the kid. We just saw that flashback between Zeus and the kid's mom. Zeus, apparently this is a line he uses a lot because he looks at the kid and says, I admire your spirit, kid, but I'm afraid your story is about to come to an end. And the kid says, well, then let's make it memorable. And this is where Zeus recognizes the kid because before he killed the kid's mom, the kid showed up and, and told him to stop. He shot and him he's got a little toy gun there. And Zeus says, well, take your best shot, kid. And he pulls the trigger and the lights start bleeping and the gun goes, do, 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 do. And it doesn't actually do anything. They just laugh at him. They laugh at him. The kid runs away. Uh, Skeletron tries to go after him, but Zeus stops him saying, ah, don't worry about him. He's not going to live long. So now Zeus knows who the kid is. He recognizes him and they're going to end this once and for all. The most Three Stooges fight I've seen in a while ensues. Oh, man. This is like the price of, of a mission. Like this, this whole scene, this fight is like why you want to watch this movie. The first guy the kid goes after, he goes for eyes, throat, genitals, just like Apple taught him. He swings his big knife right across the eyes, and you see the top of the head's guy flip open. Yep. And then across the throat, and the rest of his head flips back, and then kick him in the nuts, and he's down. Yep, that's how it works. <laughs> it flips back like a damn Pez dispenser or something. It does. <laughs> You know, the, the, the top of his head pops off on a hinge and you can see his brain sitting in there. And then his head flips back like a Pez dispenser, like you said, and then kick him in the nuts and he's down. Um, and then uh, some guy holds up a double-headed hammer. Well, one it? of the goons rush the kid with a shovel. The kid jumps out of the way and he stabs the goon that's behind him right in the belly with the shovel. Someone comes Perfect. after the kid with the double-headed hammer, like you said. And they hit him, but he falls on the shovel handle. And that's yeah. enough leverage to pop the torso right off that guy. You know, the shovel just cuts him in half and pops him apart and launches his torso into the air where it lands on another guy's head. So he's wearing a giant torso hat. So you got a guy with half a guy on him. And then you got yes. the other half of that guy standing over there leaking blood all over the place. Yeah, the, the bottom half, the legs and the pelvis, it starts to fall on the kid. The kid it pushes it off. Uh, apparently, he's really strong because it launches the lower half of the guy into the air, lands on another goon's head, so he's now wearing a pelvis hat. So you got two guys with half a guy on either. <laughs> <laughs> Frederick kicks a goon in the crotch. Then, after he sees the kid, rip this guy apart with a shovel 
He calls the kid, gets his attention, says, watch this. He kicks a guy in the crotch, reaches down and rips his lower jaw off, then stabs him in the eye with his own jawbones. So you got a guy. There you go. Bottom part of his head on the top of his head. Yes, he's wearing chin glasses. This is this is crazy. If you're keeping score here, it's screwed up. It gets worse. Well, the Asian girl with the big brass breastplate, she just starts beating the kid's ass. Yeah. She goes all street fighter on him. The whole time the bomb timer's off too, by the way. The the bomb timer is counting down. It's at about 43 seconds at this skeletron leaves the fight to go find the leader of the bird clan. Remember that from their arm wrestling match, the Birdman and Frederick are friends. So he doesn't do anything to Frederick. He just grabs him out, drags him out there into the middle of this fight, waits until Frederick is watching, and then shoots him in the face with a saw blade. Yeah, to piss him off. It's like he's going to make him Just to make him mad. Yeah. Just to make him mad. Well, the bomb timer hits zero at this point, but then it malfunctions, so the bomb doesn't go off. Frederick and Skeletor, Skeletron, Skeletor. <laughs> the funny part is here, uh, when I was writing my notes in the first part of this movie, I did put down Skeletron, but after like the third or fourth time, it changed to Skeletor, and I used Skeletor throughout the rest of my notes. <laughs> I just put it, like I knew I was going to do that. So Frederick and Skeletron face off. Uh, Frederick rips Skeletron's uh, saw glove off of him and then knocks him out by punching him in his heavy metal mask. Yeah, with his robot hand. With his robot hand. So that makes a little more sense because robot hand is badass. So Skeletron's down. The kid is down and the Asian girl puts a boot on his throat. The kid is being choked out. But he can see Apple coming around the curve on a bike. It's real blurry. So is he actually seeing it or not? There's almost a little bit of doubt. But it's a movie. Of course, the Apple's coming. She totally stabs that chick with that unicorn. She rides her bike full speed right up behind this Asian girl and stabs that unicorn horn all the way through her. So she's gone now. Also, she found her gnome stick. And... She brought the kids turbo glove. Oh, yeah. I got to have the turbo glove. Well, then Zeus has had enough of this because all of his guys are down. So he shoots Apple again. Again. And he shoots Frederick. Yep. Right in the shoulder. And then he shoots the kid. Yep. He shot the kid. He shot the kid. They're all down. Well, the kid gets up. The kid wasn't dead. The kid gets up and he shoots Zeus with the power glove. Zeus doesn't explode into a rain of blood like all the other people do. We see orange lightning arcing across him. Yeah. So there's a little bit. A little bit, yeah. So here's here's a clue that maybe something's not quite right here. How did the kid survive? Well, he's got that tin with those viewmaster slides that his mom gave him in his shirt pocket and that stopped the bullet so after zeus is down he starts blasting the rest of zeus's crew just one after another is blowing them all up apple powers back up as skeletron wakes up and he puts his buzzsaw glove back on so he puts his buzzsaw glove back on and he goes after apple 
But before he can get to Apple, the kid stabs him with an uh, umbrella right through the middle. That turns on a water, a fire hose of blood all by itself. But we got to amp this up a little bit. Yeah. So the kid pops the umbrella open and explodes Skeletron. He lands in a very neat pile. Yeah. Uh, it just, it just explodes him and, and every once in a while you'll see a piece of him land, you see his feet land and then his head lands next to him and then his arms land next to that. And it's just raining blood. The kid and Apple are standing under this umbrella and it's raining blood and they have their Spider-Man and Mary Jane kiss right there. Well, guess what? Zeus isn't dead. No. Why isn't Zeus dead? I don't want Why He's is- a He's a robot. He's a mean-looking robot too. His head's all tore up. This ma- this prosthetic effect was really, really good. Yeah, his, his his skin's all tore up on his head. You can see the metal underneath. He pulls his eye patch off, and you can see there's orange light back there where eyes used to be. Um, it's not full on like Terminator Two, like that kind of like. I mean, they did what they had. But yeah, it's a good effect. It's a really good effect. That shine it has to it. Well, the fact that Zeus is a robot really surprised the kid, but not Apple. She knew. Of course he's a robot. You didn't know he's a robot? Well, no, because I can't hear on the same Wi-Fi frequency that you guys (laughs) use. My bad. I changed the password now. Like he goes, he starts monologuing. This it's this is where the movie turns into the comic book, kind right, of. Right. You got this robot villain doing a monologue at the end of the fight, and it's like this is just like a comic book. It is just like a comic book or any other James Bond movie, you know, where I'm gonna kill you, but first I have to tell you my entire plan in great detail and why I'm doing it. I guess worse than that because he's a robot. So he goes to the whole backstory of how he killed his maker, and like he right. was made to be a like some kind of business, uh, corporate espionage robot. Yeah, and- just like just like Apple is a friendship robot. Um, Zeus was a corporate partner robot. He was built to run mega corporations, but one day his maker told him. No matter what happens, you'll always be just a robot. And that pushed Zeus over the edge. So he took his maker's golf club and beat him to death with it. It's the same golf club he's been using to kill all these other people, too. Yeah, he's like a walking stick. He just always has that golf club in his hand. Like, I don't know. It's his, it's his mis- teddy bear. Yeah. It's his teddy bear. Well, we find out one of the things that the kid asked Apple about when he found out she was a robot is he asked her, could she shoot lasers out of her mouth? And of course not. She's a friendship robot. She can't do that. Zeus can do that. Yeah, he's not friendly at ever. Like, yeah, he starts charging up like a Kamehameha, like dragon. And you get this whirling, like energy vortex around his mouth. And then bam, he shoots the kid and Apple. With this laser beam, you don't know if it's hurting them or if it's just holding them or if it's charging up. Right. It's really confusing there. This is a huge energy blast that doesn't seem to do a whole lot. It just kind of just kind of holds them there, sort of. 
maybe it causes a little discomfort of uh, some redness and swelling who knows <laughs> <laughs> but the kid manages to kick the bomb that they had remember the bomb i remember it. it's a dud the, the kid kicks the bomb over to zeus's feet his turbo glove is powered up now he shoots the bomb and sets off a nuclear explosion just like 15 feet away from him. But it's okay because yeah. Apple goes down on top of him. I love so it. Like, she'll protect uh, him. He gave him the power like that right laser beam that he shot out of his mouth was actually charging his glove the whole time. And it, I, it looks out. that way. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely looks that way. Zeus's own aggression is what undid him. Well, the explosion kills Zeus and causes fresh, clean water to erupt from the ground. However, Apple got completely toasted, saving the kid. Yeah, she got annihilated. She is dead for real this time, but she tells the kid before she powers off for the last time, when you look up for the sky, look up at the night sky, you see my star up there. Yeah. The next thing we see is the kid back at the park where he met Apple. He has buried Apple and planted her gnome stick as a grave marker. Turns like out Frederick's still alive. He, uh, he only got shot in the shoulder and survived the nuclear blast somehow. Because <laughs> movie. Because movie, absolutely. Well, they have a fresh water source and no tyrant controlling it, so things are going to be better now. You'll stick around, right, kids? No, no, I'm going to go see the rest of the wasteland and frederick says well there's not much to see and the kid says yeah I, I know he just can't stay here for some reason and the kid hops on his bike and rides off fade to night sky and you see apple's star blink real bright and roll credits roll credits i hope they make a sequel man i want, I want the continual adventures i want to see the rest of the wasteland so turbo kid 2 is in development and a company called Overmind, I think. Let me look it up. But uh, there is a company set to release the Turbo Kid video game in 2022. Get out, man. Yes. Outer Minds is the company putting it together. Hell yeah. I think I've heard of those guys. You will play as the kid battling your way across the wasteland as he searches for a friend. These are the folks... Who make PewDiePie's game. So they're like mobile games. Says Turbo Kid is a Metroidvania. Oh, man. With large that. and diverse environments, rad BMX tricks, and a heartwarming story. Game oh. has pixel art style and promises copious low-res gore. Sign me up. Yeah, me too. I'm going to do it. So that's coming next year. Hell yeah. All right, man. This was fun. This was a good I, movie. I, I like it. It's... It, it it's almost a kids movie except for like you know the crippling gore. Yeah, it's too gory. There's too much profanity to be a kids movie. What it's a movie for the adults who liked those kids movies. If you loved Goonies, this movie is for you. Yeah. If you like gore, this movie's for you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we had new theme music for this episode. What'd you think of the new theme music, Jesse? Oh, I love it. I want to get an MP3 because like I only get you know get the clip. I've only listened to it <laughs> in time today. Yeah, the theme music was by our buddy Colin Tokyo DJ Chunky Krill. Chunky Krill in the house. 
and we'll probably put links to his stuff in the show notes as well. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. We had a lot of fun making it. Be sure to subscribe and leave a rating wherever you hear us. You can follow CDF Pod on Facebook and Instagram or at CDF underscore pod on Twitter. You can also visit our website at CDFPod.com. And don't forget you can help us make donations to film schools all across the country by going to Patreon.com slash CDF Pod. Join us next time as we explore another movie so awesome it probably shouldn't have been made. Thank you.